Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bath and Biscuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Rosino, and I am here to bring pet parents and pet professionals together to create a community of educated pet lovers. to another episode this week i'm going to be talking about three mistakes pet parents make when training their dogs and i am a hundred percent with you because i am guilty of these mistakes as well so if you hear these and this is something that you do do not feel bad because it's just again people don't know what they don't know so these are going to be the top three mistakes i would say that people make with their dogs and I'm gonna kind of tell you how you can do better for them. So number one is they create arousal instead of calmness. It is human instinct when we see a puppy, right, that we get so excited and we talk in a high-pitched baby voice and we get all up in their personal space and the dog is jumping all over the place and they're doing circles and they're running back and forth and they might even excited pee what we're doing is really building up that excitement and whether it's a puppy or an adult dog we don't want to build up that excitement because that's building up into arousal and you can think that arousal and aggression are linked together so the higher the arousal in a dog the higher the chance of aggression so we don't want to create arousal we want a dog that's going to be calm and stable and this also relates to a daycare setting or when you have dogs that are going to be playing with each other you really want to keep those arousal levels low because if you have two dogs that are super super excitable they're highly aroused and they're playing and they're playing and they're playing and they're getting amped up and they're getting amped up and they're getting amped up I guarantee you a fight is going to break out So you want to make sure that you can create calmness in your dog because you want your dog to be stable. You don't want that built up anxiety and that energy within your dog. Number two is that they put human emotions on their dogs and they do not have rules or boundaries. We feel bad. We feel bad when we have to put boundaries on a dog, right? Or we put our emotions on our dogs when the dogs don't care about certain things. The truth is that dogs thrive on routine and they thrive on structure. If you don't have rules and boundaries for your dog, there's going to be a conflict within your relationship with your dog because your dog is going to feel as though they don't have a leader to look up to dogs are pack animals and within a pack there's always a pack leader so if you are not acting as a pack leader to your dog they are going to try to take over that role and a lot of the times dogs don't want to be the pack leader so they're uncomfortable trying to take on this role but they feel like they have no other choice so this disconnect is going to cause behavioral issues down the line when you don't have any rules or boundaries on your dog things that you think are cute as puppies like mouthing and jumping and whatever else these puppies are going to grow up into adult dogs 
That's not going to be cute when there's an adult dog, especially a large dog that is jumping on you, knocking people over, doesn't know how to walk on the leash, is reactive, bites at you. So you need to have these rules and these boundaries when the dog is a puppy. Another thing is when we come home or when we leave, we feel bad when we leave and we make it this whole big thing. And then when we come home, we create all this excitement. When you leave and you make a big deal out of leaving and you're hugging your dog and you're kissing them and you're like, I'm going to be right back. I love you so much. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. All of that stuff. And then, you know, the dog is following you to the door and they're like panicking and they're like excited and whatever. And then you close the door on them in their face. You left them in that state of mind that was not calm, that was not stable. And that is creating separation anxiety. And again, back to dogs being pack animals, it is so instinctual for them to want to be with us. So if we're not creating that stability, if we're not creating rules and boundaries, when we leave and make a big deal, when we come home and we make a big deal, we're creating a lot of anxiety within our dogs. This is important to also think about when you're dropping your dog off somewhere. For example, at the groomers, at a boarding facility, at the vet, at daycare, like whatever it is. If you feel anxious or upset or whatever it is about leaving your dog, your dog is going to feed off of that energy. So if you are anxious, they're going to be anxious. Everything needs to just be very nonchalant. And if your dog is an anxious dog already, you coddling them and kissing them and telling them it's going to be okay while we have the purest intentions of making them feel better it's doing the opposite what we're doing when we feed into that anxiety is basically telling our dogs like yes you have every right to feel this way it's okay that you feel this way you can't feed into that you have to make your dogs feel confident that is your goal as a pet parent so we can't feed into these negative behaviors and these negative feelings And then, like I said, it's the same thing when we come home where we're really excited. Going back to that first mistake of creating that arousal, when you get home, you shouldn't be allowing your dogs to jump all over you and being super, super crazy. When you come home, again, it should be nonchalant. And if they're jumping on you, if they're acting inappropriately, ignore them until they calm down and then give them attention. You want to give attention to the behavior that you want to see. So even if you're like yelling at the dog, if the dog is jumping on you and you're yelling at them and pushing them down and pushing them down, that's still feeding into that negative behavior because they're getting a response from you. They're getting a reaction from you. So even though to us it's a negative response, it's a negative reaction, our dogs don't know the difference. They're getting a response and that's what they want. So completely ignore until they're calm and then reward and recognize the calmness because you want to reinforce that good behavior i'm also a really big advocate for crate training or using a playpen and this is really great for potty training puppies but it's just a great space for dogs to have their own area to really decompress dogs are den animals so they like having their own space it's not bad for them to have a crate we as humans put that negative feeling on the crate and think it's bad or we use it as punishments. The crate is not to be used as a punishment. If if the dog is doing something bad and we put them in the crate, 
it's fine. It's the way that we go about putting them in the crate that's the problem. If you need to take them out of an environment that's very overstimulating for them and they're not able to make the right decisions and they have to go and they have to get a timeout, it's fine. Just put them in their crate. Again, nonchalant. But if you get angry and you're getting stressed out and you're throwing them in the cage and then you slam the door on their face and then you walk away, that's creating negative associations with the crate. So you just have to be very aware and very conscious of your own emotions because our dogs will feed off of all of that. And then my last mistake, number three, is that they repeat commands and do not follow through. Dogs are not born understanding human language. Words have absolutely no meaning to them until you give them meaning. So repeating commands is not teaching your dog what you mean. You have to physically teach your dog what a word means. You're not just going to say sit and a dog knows what to do and sits down. You have to physically show them how to sit right so whether with leash pressure or a treat lure you have to engage their nose engage their eyes then engage their ears that's how they learn engage their nose with the treat use a hand signal to kind of engage the eyes of what you want them to do or you can use leash pressure and engage the eyes as well by using the treat as a lure this is gonna be nose and eyes because right they smell the treat they're engaged now with their nose and you're luring them into place So they're following your hand movements. And then after that, you say the command. So that way they're understanding what the word means. They're figuring it out. To go off of this as well is to only give a command once. When your pet does know what a command means, even when they don't, even when they don't know what a command means, you have to only say a command once. So let's stick with sit, for example, right? How many of you can relate that this sounds like you? Buddy, buddy, buddy sit, 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 buddy sit. Good boy, good sit. You just repeated buddy's name and sit like a gajillion times. So what you're teaching buddy is that sit means nothing. It's buddy, buddy, sit, 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 sit. That means sit. That is what the dog is taking from that. You repeating the command is teaching them absolutely nothing other than the fact that they don't have to listen to you on the first time you say something. And the reason why this is so important is because there are commands that you give for safety that they need to listen to you on the first time that you say something. When you say wait, when you say stop, when you say heal, when you say stay, when you say leave it. These are safety commands that when you say the word, they need to listen to you. And so if you are constantly repeating commands, when you say a word once, they're not going to listen because they don't understand. They think that you're just going to continue saying it. And then on the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time, then they listen to you. It's also important that you're following through on commands because if you're telling your dog to sit and they're not sitting and then you just get frustrated and you leave it alone, They're learning that you don't follow through, so they don't have to listen to you. And dogs are smart. If you don't think this is true, it absolutely is. So they need to listen to you on the first time, and you have to follow through. These are, I think, the top three mistakes that people make. I've made these mistakes. I still struggle with them today. But it's really important to be conscious of these mistakes because they are 
they are problematic to our pet's well-being and safety and so it's really important to work through these mistakes that we make and we fix them and we do better so if you have any questions or want to go into these things deeper i would love to go over more things with you commands other ways to create boundaries so many things i can go into depth in a lot of um a lot of these topics anything that you might need help with simple obedience training i can definitely help out with um potty training crate training all of those things so send me a dm on instagram if you have any questions if you felt like this was relatable please share it please leave a comment on my instagram page tell me that you listen tell me what you think leave a review and rate the podcast i'd really really appreciate it and thank you guys so much for tuning in Oh,